This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1831. Are we losing our manners? How to Confront Social Anxiety by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for joining me here this weekend on ORD. I'm Greg Audino, the guy who reads to you each day from different articles that can help you strengthen the relationships you have with yourselves and others. And today, we'll keep at it with a post from longtime contributor Dr. Margaret Rutherford, a post which covers social anxiety and how to find your way back from it. So let's jump in and start optimizing your life. Are We Losing Our Manners? How to Confront Social Anxiety by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com My husband and I threw a Super Bowl party many years ago. We ought to have known better. Most of our friends weren't football geeks like us, We'd invited about 30 people and set up an extra TV in our living room. Our son, around five at the time, had created a colorful poster which was hanging proudly by said TV. His anticipation of the big day and the big crowd was off the charts. Mounds of football food graced our dining table. Six folks arrived in time for the game. They stood around a bit awkwardly, not knowing each other well. Then another ten showed up two hours later, mostly for the food. The others. They were never heard from. Not a peep. Now we've long moved on, but have stayed away from another football event. Luckily, other efforts have received a more generous endorsement. Recently, a friend who had thrown a big nonprofit bash in her home and had invited well over 100 people wryly commented, I only had RSVPs from 10% of the people I invited. I didn't know how to plan, whether it would be a big bust or people would come without letting me know. It was awful. Where are our manners? Miss Vashti Triplett, a grand dowager of my small southern hometown and my etiquette teacher, yes, I walked with a book on my head and learned to recite Shakespearean sonnets, would be turning over in her grave. People have tried everything. Lavish wedding invitations with butterflies escaping from them. Email invites with music and funny graphics. Save the date announcements. All with the purpose of getting people to respond and to commit. Still, either too many people show up and there's a frantic rush to cut cheese into smaller cubes or redistribute the caviar, depending on how highfalutin the event is, or it's a painfully small crowd, the host is disappointed, and all the effort that went into creating the event seems fruitless. What is going on that we've become so nonchalant and disrespectful? I wonder if it's about social anxiety. The role of social anxiety in social media Anxiety is the number one mental health issue in the United States. Social anxiety disorder is a mental illness, and there are those that suffer horribly from it. They have panic attacks at the thought of facing a crowd. And at its worst, the anxiety can morph into agoraphobia, an intense fear of leaving your own home. It can be confronted, but it takes work. Yet, apart from an actual diagnosis of social anxiety, it would not surprise me to learn that people are staying away from commitment because their discomfort with being with other people has risen substantially. We text, we Facebook, we Snap, we Instagram, we pin, but we don't look each other in the eye. When we're staring at a screen, any screen, we can avoid being evaluated in that moment. We won't feel on the spot. We don't have to deal with questions about graduating from college. Didn't quite happen. Our kid's new job was let go and is back home. What we're doing for summer break, not planned and can't afford, or whether or not we're going to the gym, 
haven't been in over a month. So you tuck the invitation back into whatever crevice it popped up from, and you wait. It's too much to think about. I don't know who else is going. I may not feel like it that day. All of these are about insecurity, worry, pure anxiety. So we stay away from the commitment. Instead of staying in the present and focusing on what is happening in the moment, many of us constantly worry about what might happen in the future. For example, many people talk about volunteering after retirement. Their concern? I'm not sure I want to commit. Is that all about appreciating the freedom of retirement? It could be. But it could also be that introducing yourself to a new environment where you'll have to learn the ropes, be a little vulnerable, causes anxiety. You bet. So, what can you do about it? An exercise to help confront social anxiety. If you have an unanswered invitation in your email or on your desk, if you're considering volunteering or joining a club, if you've received Facebook announcements of coming events and not responded, try this. Sit down and write out the reasons you aren't answering. What makes you nervous about going? What are you telling yourself are the reasons that you would have difficulty there? How rational are those reasons? If they're not, can you find a way to laugh at yourself a little or get a more reasonable perspective? Can you decide to tolerate being nervous? What could you do beforehand in order to help yourself be less anxious? What could you plan to do when going to an event to keep yourself calm? What options do you have that might help? Not responding, not committing, is a choice. If you stay uncommitted, silent, you're actually committed to hiding, at least for the moment or the day or the week. And reminder, everyone else has their own insecurity, everyone. You're simply more aware of yours. You just listened to the post titled, Are We Losing Our Manners? How to Confront Social Anxiety by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Okay, and thanks so much to Dr. Margaret for this post. Undoubtedly a write-up that is appropriate for and born of the times. I like her writing exercise idea at the end. It's a really wonderful place to start. And I might propose another idea. So if you do find yourself reliant on or stuck to your screen for interaction, you can start there. Ultimately, what we're talking about here is hiding, as she said. We're hiding ourselves, our insecurities, our vulnerabilities. And though it may seem like a lot to break free from this, if you feel comfortable on your apps right now, start there. Send some texts or emails explaining your feelings. Maybe some posts on your app of choice, if that feels better. While it is unfortunate that the face-to-face portion of self-expression has become overwhelming for many, we still have to start where we're at. So, if it's easier to express yourself in this less personal way, yet you do want to get better at this, start with where you're at. Maybe even just with people you're close to. Then people who you have slightly more formal relationships with. Then you might practice doing this in person a few times and building your tolerance back up. Small, steady steps towards progress, like always, folks. We talk about this a lot. Okay, and that will bring us to the end for today, everyone. Big thanks once again to Dr. Margaret for this article and all the wonderful content she shared with us over the years. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe, and be sure to tune back in tomorrow for more. That's where your optimal life awaits.